Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, we got a special treat for you today. You know, uh, recently I had a chance to talk to Gordy Gronkowski. That is the patriarch of the Gronkowski brothers. Of course, there are five of them. The most famous of which is Rob Gronkowski, the Bucks tight end, who won three Super Bowls in nine seasons before he retired with the New England Patriots. Now he is back with Tom Brady. And I had a chance uh, to chat with him about all his sons because there are a bunch of them. If you can believe this, four of the five Gronkowski boys all played in the National Football League. It's just incredible. The other one, Gordy, the oldest, Gordy Jr., was in the Los Angeles Dodgers minor league system for about six years. And he played baseball at the University of Jacksonville, as a matter of fact. He was the first and the oldest of the brothers. They're all incredibly successful in business. Of course, we know that Gronk has made over $50 million in his career, doesn't spend much or any of the money he's made in football, primarily lives off his endorsements, and there are many of those. But uh, you can imagine that this house was quite crazy when they were growing up Gronk, and I wanted you guys to all have a chance to hear my interview with Gordon Gronkowski on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, Gordy, how are you? Good, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Hey, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Let me just start by saying that uh, it seems, I know it's not easy because I'm a father of three, but this dad thing kind of came, it was right up your alley a little bit, huh? It, it seemed like you're made for it. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. I mean, I, I love it now. My one kid's with me right now, and we're doing stuff like everyday golfing and riding bikes, and it, it just came as a natural to me. Basically, I just wanted, you know, what I missed in life with my father, he wasn't around that much. What I missed, I just wanted to make sure my kids were, you know, I wanted to give that experience to my kids and make them feel good and wanted and you know, make sure they did the right things and bring them up correctly. And and I always had that thing with karma, you know, don't screw people over because you're going to get bit three times harder. Just treat people good and, you know, everything will go in life and work hard. Well, they've, they've done all that and, and, and then some. You know, what was interesting uh, in, in, in reading about your family is that you, you really, even though you had a great sports background there at Syracuse and, of course, your great-grandfather was an Olympic cyclist and all that, you didn't really push them into sports so much is that they kind of adapted to it pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I pushed them in a little way, but I never forced it on them. And it, even when my first guy, when he came along, he got to like eighth grade and I said, look, if you're going to play sports, we got to you know, get you in a weight room and start doing different things and that. But if you don't, hey, that's fine too, you know, do your thing, you know, just, you know, Make sure you get the schoolwork done and make sure we get to college. Right. And so he passed on going down in the basement at first. He didn't want nothing to do with it. So then my second guy came along and he wanted everything to do 
they were all they were all good athletes, and I could, you know, because I played sports and I coached them, and yeah. I knew they were above the other ones, and I knew they had special talents, and I knew if I could take those, you know, down in the weight room and build into that, that they could definitely go for. My whole goal was just to get five scholarships for the college. I got five bonuses afterwards. <laughs> but when my, my first guy didn't want nothing to do with it. My second guy came along. He wanted everything to do with it. Next day, he got bigger, stronger, faster. And then the first guy said, whoa, he was a sophomore now in high school. He said, hey, I want part of it. And I said, ah, it's going to be a little tough now, you know. First of all, you know, we're in the East, and we're playing, you know, baseball in the East, and people don't come around here looking that much as people in Buffalo, especially Buffalo and New York, when yes. it's snowing during half the baseball season still. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, he, he got going, he got to move on it, and he got in the basement, we went to some specialty people, you know, look at why he, he, he ran, he ran real slow, because his hips were all locked up, and we got that all taken care of, but... And then it was like well, a cult in a family. Then everybody tried to outdo everybody in the basement. <laughs> so I just taught him proper form and taught him, you know, how to lift and proper form, no heavy weights, a lot of reps, a lot of repetition. I hired a speed specialist to work with their feet. And I thought I told him, if you don't have the passion, you know, don't waste my time. That's all right. Just don't waste my time. If you don't have the passion, you must have the passion to do it. And it's just caught on. And just. You know, each one of them had to outdo the other one. It was so funny. But they did it in a great way. And they were all very competitive in a household. It was a crazy household, as you can imagine. We had a good brawl every single day. <laughs> you know, had to break somebody up. And, and so, it was, I mean, a very competitive household. Everybody, and that's how I was growing up. I always had to win. They got that from me. You got to win, you know. And you just do what you got to do to win. And that's what they did. And emphasize, you got to emphasize the schoolwork more than anything. You know? And that's what I always told them. It doesn't last long. I said, I thought I was going to be playing pro ball and that. I signed two pro contracts, didn't go far, but I had that education to fall back on. And that was the greatest thing. And, and my ex-wife, she did a great job at that. I did the sports end of it. I brought the money home, you know, worked up. Uh, two jobs at, for six years straight until I had got my business up and running. Wow. And I mean, I had to, it was, the food bill was $600 a week, roughly, give or take, every week. I mean, they drank two and a half gallons of milk a day. So I had to work, but she did a great job. That was the thing. You don't do your work, school work, guess what? You don't play sports. They loved the sports and they knew they had to get the work done and they did the work. And she was great tutoring them at home and making sure the work did get done. And I, did, I took care of the sports end of it. Well, uh, all of that, all that really worked. I mean, um, early on, I guess they, I mean, you developed their hands where the tennis balls were involved. And if they got into, and they got into the scraps, uh, the, the zoom zoom or the, the pillow fights came out or whatever. Yeah, the, the, the tennis balls, that, that's, that's a funny story because some reporter wrote on that. And the next thing they claimed that I was whipping them at 100 miles an hour, leaving welts on their bodies oh, and all this stuff. <laughs> but the bottom line was, I, I brought their, I got, they need, I got their hands soft. There you, you know, go, yeah. And I started bringing uh, tennis balls out at an early age, like four years old, and right. everything was tennis balls. 
and and they got the real soft hands off the tennis balls. And as they got better, I just started hitting the balls harder to them, and, or launching them way up in the air so they could get under them, and yeah. you know, learn how to catch and everything, and get those nice soft hands. They were all great baseball players. I mean, Rob uh, would have been drafted in the 15th round by the Pirates. They asked him if you know if he was serious about it to go to college, play baseball, and I just basically told him that nah, he's, he's going to go play football. football. And that's what he really wanted. Because I told Rob, I said, don't waste the draft pick if you're not going to do it. You know, don't do it if you don't have any intentions of doing it. Yeah. You know, so he he passed that, but. Um, they were all great baseball players, and then my first guy, he ended up doing a baseball thing. He went to University yeah. of Jacksonville, went on from there, which was good because he was, he showed, you know, he started late as a sophomore. I mean, he was always a baseball player, but he really went after it as a sophomore and got going and really started going to camps and going across the country and that, and he did a nice job with it. Once he got there, you know, University of Jacksonville, they were always ranked in the top 40, a good program in that. Once the other one saw that, once he became a freshman All-American, then they all said, wow, you know, hey, this is a, you know, this can happen. And they all just kept on moving and going forward. And it was just a great feeling to watch each one of them pump each other up and help each other. And as a dad, I couldn't be no more proud, you know, prouder than that, you know, watching that all take place amongst them. And still today, they're the closest bunch of you know, brothers, I guarantee you, in the world together. I mean, they call each other constantly and, and you know, they do things constantly and they try to involve each other constantly. And it's just a great feeling to watch. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. And, and I mean, Gordy, uh, I saw where you, you know, you got him involved in talking to the coaches himself and, and, and you know, doing those sort of things rather than going through you or the family, right? That was my thing. If, if you if you read anything, how I got recruited, what I did, everything. And so what I did basically the same thing with him, you know, except it was a lot easier with him. I had to write letters. At least when he came along, we had fax machine profile. Because out of Buffalo, New York, you don't get anything. So what I did, I took film and, and we did a, you know, a, bio on them and every night we I got a book that we would send out to all the major college it had all the major college it had every single college division three division two division one and we would send about 18 of those things to fax machines every night and then when he came home from school he got on the phone I taught him how to get on the phone and talk to coaches and that Gordy they don't want to hear from dad they don't want to hear from me they want to hear from you and if you really want this this is what you got to do so Bottom line, he got on the phone and he did it, and we set up schools every single week, and we left school on Thursday, and we took a four-day trip in the car, and we just traveled across, you know, the country for four days and come back. He would go back to school and play ball and everything, and then we go back on our trip on Thursdays and that. And it, just, it worked out perfectly, and our last trip was we flew to Florida and worked up the coast in Florida. And it was funny, it was the University of Jacksonville because we were going to take a day, we put a day in there before we went to Florida State to lay at the beach and it rained that day like crazy. I said, hey, we're here anyway, why don't we go to this school too? And we ended up going there and he fell in love with the place. That's awesome. The next guys were a little bit easier, you know, the next guy, Danny, came in. I, you know, I did a little bit on him, but he was more recruitable. 
so it was a little bit more easier for him. And then the other guys, it was now I had the two names out there, got a little more easier as we went down the path. Right. I mean, they're all so successful, not just in athletics, obviously, they all did that in business too, we'll get to in a second. But I mean, what I think people miss, not necessarily miss, but like these guys are brilliant businessmen too. I mean, they're, they're great point averages. Uh, you know, Dan was a guy that uh, was nominated to be a Rhodes, Rhodes Scholar. Chris could have gone to the Ivy League. I mean, they were incredible students. Yes, they're, they're all smart kids. And uh, it's funny story about Chris one time. Was, uh, when I coached him in hockey, he, I mean, Chris is like uh, a genius in my opinion. He just skated around and would never have looked me in the eyes. And in in, uh, when I coached him, this was probably around 13 years old. And I just grabbed him. I said, would you just listen to me, Chris, <laughs> once? And he, he goes, I listened to I heard everything you said. So tell me what I said. He rattled back word by word. Wow. Five minutes of everything I was telling him. <laughs> so, you know, I had to work on his handshake and looking in the eyes. <laughs> and, uh, we eventually got through that. But, yeah, they're re- uh, excellent students. I mean, really. I mean, Chris was a 3.8. Clem was a 3.9. They all came out of the business schools, um, you know. And the only one that didn't graduate was Rob, but he always jokes around because uh, Glenn got three degrees, so he just says he took one of Glenn's degrees, <laughs> you know. But uh, he came out early. He was in there, you know, three years. He came out of college early, and yeah. I don't know if he'll ever go back. I mean, he doesn't really need to go back to college. No, uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's uh, he's doing okay. Um, yeah, for, for, just a yeah, just 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 all right. So, but he's a brilliant, he's a brilliant uh, marketer. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. A lot of times I say, Rob, where did you get that from? You know, he goes, Well, I figured if I do this and say that, that's a run with it. Do this and do that. And I'm like, Okay, you're right. That's what happened. You know. Just, <laughs> so he definitely knows how to market himself. There's no doubt about that. He does, and he's got plenty of. It's so funny because they all think he's like a big goofball dumb jock in that, but he knows exactly every move that he does, and, and he knows exactly every dollar he's got. He knows exactly where it's all at. Yeah. And it's just a, it's just a great feeling to watch all that. When I brought him up as kids, I, I made them know what the dollar was worth. They never got anything from me, uh, money-wise. Right. You know, they just forgot it. They didn't work for everything. They had paper routes. They worked, and it's always so funny because they wanted something. I said, that's nice. And then I would just say, wait two weeks and see if you still want that. That yeah. was one of my things that yeah. I taught them. Broke by uh, impulse. You still want it in two weeks, then get it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you don't, you know, you don't need it then. And that's why they were brought up that way of thinking. So they know the value of the dollar. And it's a lot of times they would go, and, well, Dad, aren't you going to buy that? I said, no, you got money. You can buy it. Oh, okay. Let's just move on. You know? Right, <laughs> so, right. And that, that included like their hockey equipment or some of the stuff that, uh, you know, they work for all of it, you know? Yeah, they work almost for all of it. A few times I bought them stuff in there because I did a lot of coaching that with Tyson Baps and that sort of team. Sure. That, but they know the value of the dollar. They know how to work. And it's funny because uh, a couple of them already said, Dad, thank you for bringing me up this way, you know, because I, I understand what you're trying to do yeah. and what you're trying to distill in us. And uh, yeah, they thank me now because they get it. 
can't imagine what it was like having five sons. I've, I've got one and two girls. Uh, I know some people that have uh, multiple sons, but you know they're going to get into their scraps, right? And you've you've got to let them work that out to some to some extent. What happened was when they got going crazy, I just made up that game like you were saying before, so yeah. Zoom, where yeah. I stick them in our room with uh, pillows. And yeah. They both got a pillow, and they just come out charging each other, and they would just go at it. You know, just smashing each other with the pillow. But my rule in the house was is no hitting in the face and no hitting in the midsection. Right. That right. was my rule in the house. Right. So, and then they would just do that pillow thing and just kill each other. But they would just, you know, I would move all the furniture out of the way and that's so no one clunked their hat on the furniture or anything. And they would just figure themselves out that way. And right. that's how I used to control a lot of it. And I mean, and, and it worked. It worked to. It worked a lot for me, you know, once they start going. But there was a couple, I mean, when I got older, I'm like, I had to get in the middle of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it got out of control. Nobody, nobody wanted to lose. That was the problem, right? That, that is exactly right. <laughs> it, it's funny with Rob. I mean, Rob, they, they just beat the hell out of him because he was such a wise guy all the time. Right. But I think he endured it, though. I mean, he just loved it. And I... It was the craziest thing. They would nail him on the ground and just uh, doing those Charlie horses to him. And yeah, yeah. As soon as they would get up, he would go right back after him. I wow. mean, it was not stopping him. And he just, he had no fears. The kid had no fears growing up. And uh, he's still, I, I still think he's like that. Yeah. Well, he plays like that. He's got, let's just say, a high threshold for pain for all the injuries yeah. and the things that he went through and still, exactly. still managed to play. Yeah. yeah, it has a very high threshold for pain. Let me run through all these. Uh, you got you got five. We'll get to Rob here in just a second. But uh, we talked about Chris, of course, uh, started in Maryland and went to transfer to Arizona. I mean, it's it's unbelievable that all these guys, you know, either ended up playing pro baseball or or heck, all the all the NFL players. I mean, this was this was unforeseen that that a family would have that many many players to, uh, reach the highest level. Yeah, it was. I mean, you get one guy in there that that's amazing, you know? and then then you start getting two, then three, then four, then five. It was just like, wow, is this really happening? I think it only happened twice that four kids from one family ever played in the NFL professionally. It was us and so I forgot the other family, but I think that's the only time it happened. When I had three in there, I looked it up and it happened twenty-five times where three kids from one family played in the NFL. That happened 25 times, but it only happened once before that four wow. kids from, the, from one family played on the active roster. So, yeah, and, and, Chris, and Chris did it. I mean, he, he was phenomenal. He went to Maryland. He really didn't do, it didn't fit him there in Maryland. Made the transfer, played baseball and football for one full year, and had a three-something average doing both sports, and then he knew he couldn't do it anymore, and then just went to football, and had a, he had a great career, he hung out for four years, yeah, real good career, and got his uh, pension money, and everything else, and and it, it's doing phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal now, he was on Shark Tank, with yeah. the ice shaker, and his company's blown up, and, yeah. and now uh, Gordy and uh, Chris and Rob are doing a protein cookie right now, and that's all about to blow up now. So it's it, it's a great again. Oh, he also Chris was on there with Cuban and A. Rod were his partners, and 
Uh, it ended up that Rob just bought a rod out. Oh, he did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Rob just bought a rod out, so now it's Cuban, a rod, and Chris. No kidding. And, wow. Yeah, and, and it's going terrific. It's, it's a nice company. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, their their business acumen is is uh, is as great as their athletic careers right now. And then and then Glenn. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, he did it as well. I mean, you got a guy now with two Super Bowl. You got two Super Bowl rings in the family, right? Yeah, yeah. He pulled that one off. Uh, Glenn, uh, he played up here and came up to Buffalo as a free agent and and, and he, I thought he was going to definitely get drafted, but he didn't get drafted. But he came home to his hometown. He got in. He made the team, made the first game, and then they released him. And then New England picked him up and put him back and forth from the practice squad on and off the team, back on the practice squad for the whole year. But he did make the Super Bowl that year with yeah. his uh, brother and got a Super Bowl ring out of it. And I said, wow, that's, that was a nice run in that. And uh, at the end of it, though, he, he was just too banged up. He said, I'm done. I, I can't move no more. So he calls it a day. Yeah. yeah. But he, it's not about having played two years and getting a Super Bowl ring. That's not too shabby either. That's a career, man, as you know. And so many guys get to, get to play in this league and not many do. And then very few of them get to win a Super Bowl. And, um, and to do it with your brother, you know what I mean? To have that experience must have been must have been great. Right. And, uh, yeah. he, he's got the uh, – it's funny because he's got the bracket right. He got a 4.0 average three or four times in college. Oh, wow. So that, that's his claim to fame. And then they all want to go to K-State, that schools, this and that. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Uh, when they all get together, oh, you didn't go to a real school. <laughs> and all this, but that's how you got your 4.0. <laughs> Still, still giving it to each other. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, no, four O's a four O. And then, of course, I mean, listen, uh, Rob is a Hall of Fame player. We know that. Um, I mean, you said you talked about his endurance and his and his threshold for pain and all that. Did you know? I mean, early on, was it apparent that he was he was going to be uh, that that great of a player? I mean, was it? I mean, it happened pretty quickly for him. He was putting up numbers right away. Yeah, where he was a little bit different than, like, Danny had tight hips. So, yeah. I mean, he couldn't do what Rob does. I mean, Rob is a special character. Rob, I always call his Gumby, like, cause yeah. his body was all, like, flexible and yeah. all over, right? And that's what he reminded me of. I mean, some of the catches he made and the tumbles and, you know, for a big man. Yes, it, it was just phenomenal how much flexibility and looseness he had in his hips. Bringing him up, I mean, he was a great baseball player. Yeah. I mean, I coached him from day one in baseball, and he was phenomenal. Phenomenal hockey player. They all were, too. They yeah. all played baseball. They all played hockey. But Ross was, again, he, if he just stuck in hockey, he would have went a long way in hockey. And he could play any sport, yeah. but they all really could, except like Gordy, 
this was focused on baseball. He didn't really want that football looking at, but they all played basketball too. But Rob was, again, he was that flexible. Where yeah. Danny was a little tighter, and Chris was just, uh, he, he was a fullback. Chris yeah. was a fullback. He yeah. was that tight, and, and Glenn was a great baseball player too. But, but Rob had the size, he had the speed, and yeah. he had the agility, and he had the flexibility. Yeah. And all through it, I knew Rob was going to, Rob, if anybody at the time, if you would have told me by growing up and looking at him, I would have said, Rob was probably going to be the one that would have made it. But like I said, I got five bonuses and they all made it. But but I would say if any of them, I would have said Rob had the best chance to make it. Right, right. Well, what's it been like? I mean, uh, all those Super Bowls, you know, uh, Tom Brady, uh, the, the Patriots. I mean, what what's it like? I mean, the, 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 the tailgates with the bus was fun, right? I mean... It had. It's been an unbelievable ride up there, right? Yeah, it was. A, yeah, he, it was an incredible ride. I mean, it was a great ride, and it was a lot of fun through the whole thing and going to all those Super Bowls. And it's like, holy cow, we're going to another one, you know? <laughs> but but the nice thing, because I'm from Buffalo, we did that yeah. early nineties here in Buffalo. But the nice thing is, we won something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that was a big factor that we won. So. It, I mean, there's nothing like it, a Super Bowl, and it's nothing like the whole atmosphere. And New England was great. I mean, it, it was it was a phenomenal time. And yeah. Like you said, the tailgates, the fun, the, everything. I mean, I, I got no complaints about it. Rob has no complaints about it either. It, yeah. it's, 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 it was a great time, and when you win, it makes it fun too. Yeah. And, and the players you had around you, I mean, you made great friends, and... And like you said, Brady and Edelman and those guys and Wes Walker. I mean, it was just a great bunch of guys. Yeah. We had fun with it. He was so, he gave up so much to that game in his body. And, uh, and, and he said, he's told us, we talked to him one time, uh, and he was great. And he, he told us, you know, physically, he was mentally and physically, especially physically, was spent. Um, so he retires. But but even when he retired, he said, you know, I'll never say never. And then his, he, he got his body back. You know, he started to feel good again. So were you surprised he came out of retirement? I mean, this is a special opportunity, obviously, to go play with Tom again. Yeah, I was totally surprised. I mean, he he shocked us all, you know. So yeah. it was uh, – but, you know, I, I was – truthfully, I was hoping, you know, as a dad looking at it, I'm just saying – Rob, do you really want to do this? I said, I got 13 operations on me already. You know, I'm 60, but I, you know, I'm in great shape and I work out constantly, but I see all my buddies that I played with and, you know, the shape they're in. And, and I said, Rob, it takes a toll on you when you get older. Yeah. You, know, you might not feel it right now, but it's going to take a toll on you. Do you really want to do this? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. And that, but I, I, we were all shocked when it all happened. We were all shocked because we, thought that it would never happen and we started coming stadium blitz and they interviewed us for it and the woman said they you know how do you feel with rock going back and we all raised our hand and you know basically just said no we rather you know not go back and show all his other talents that he's got so when so i mean the bottom line he's back in my opinion because of tom brady and sure. tom caught and sure i got in his ear and and I'm sure Rob didn't probably go out the way he wanted to. And he wanted, I don't know what, you know, he sees, but him and Tom see something together. I mean, 
and they started something together and they're best of friends and yeah. so we'll see where it all ends. Yeah, well, yeah, we will. I mean, I know, I know they feel blessed to have him and, and, you know, he's like, in addition to being a, a Hall of Fame player, he's, he's a guy that's going to help his teammates. You know, he's a great teammate and, um, you know, they're excited about having guys around, around Rob and Tom and those guys. I mean, there's so much they can, they can learn. Yeah. I, I think, I think he missed that locker room a lot. I mean, it's you play sports in life. I mean, there's nothing like it. Yeah. You, know, you build up with your teammates. And yeah. I mean, I played 40 years ago and we're still best of friends. Absolutely. And, you know, you just don't forget those times and yeah. you play and you watch each other's back constantly. And you, yeah. you know, if I, you know, and it happened to some of our players where we had to help them out, you know, giving them some money and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's guys that, you know, got down the wrong road afterwards. But I think, think you just missed that, that locker room scene. It, it's, it's, it's just, it's a family. It's another family. It's yeah. a whole other family in that locker room. And I think he just misses all that. Well, it's ironic. He ends up down here. <clears throat> I, I no one saw necessarily Tom coming, but, but I know Rob had a house here back in the day. He sold that and, um, you know, his mom lives down, down the road a little bit. So there's some ties, ties for him here in Tampa that he can enjoy, you know, while he's here, obviously. So that's, yeah, there, that's, there definitely is, um, the ties down there. And like you said, he was down there. I mean, he liked the area. That's why he bought the first time. But right. he just never slipped out because he just never got, got down, down there. there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, and we do know a lot of people down there too. So it, yeah, it's a great, it's a great mix. We hope you enjoyed Rick's conversation with Gordy Gronkowski there, that you could read the article in the Tampa Bay Times or online at tampabay.com. But you heard the entire conversation Rick had with Gordy uh, talking about his four sons that have all played in the NFL, plus another son who was in the Dodgers organization for six years in their minor league system. So coming up later this week on the show, Tom Jones will join us uh, maybe for a day or two, probably Wednesday, Thursday. We'll do a mailbag later this week. And tomorrow's show, we'll talk about the Lightning opening their training camp. They'll open it up today at 10 a.m. at Amelie Arena, so they'll return to play. Steven Stamkos uh, hurt himself during Phase 2 workouts. He will not be a full participant in training camp as it starts today, but he will be there. He is skating some. Uh, Julian Breezebois, the general manager of the Lightning, said that the injury is uh, there's no timetable for return, but thought he'd be back in time for games. Uh, the Lightning schedule is out since we last talked. On Friday night, the NHL agreed to their CBA extension and return to play protocols. The Lightning will have an exhibition game the week of the 26th, don't have a date or opponent yet on that. But then the game's for real. The round robin, they'll play the Capitals on August 3rd. They'll play the Bruins on August 5th and the Flyers on August 9th. That'll be the three-team or the four-team round robin, three games. That'll determine the seeding for those four teams, one through four, as the playoffs will continue. Also, we'll discuss Donovan Smith's comments about not being sure he wants to return to play this year because of the COVID-19 coronavirus. And the Rowdies got a big win in their return to play. They did it in front of about 140, 150 fans on Saturday night. Took a late goal uh, with the 87th minute uh, by Leo Fernandez to win that game. So we'll talk about all that on tomorrow's Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Rick Stroud, I'm Steve Versnick. Have a great day. 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.